Welcome to the Warrior Families Movement, where we learn how to create lives and homes in which you and your family are all passionately engaged in using your gifts and the fight for good. I'm your host, Karen Bates, and I'm excited to journey with you as we learn to let go of the weights of distraction, perfectionism, comparison, and control so we can freely walk with courageous purpose and loving presence on our unique paths. Each episode is designed to shine light on a step you can take toward your inspired dreams and vision for lifting your family and lighting the world. Welcome back, everyone. I want to talk today about some pretty huge problems and how we generally educate our kids, whether we teach them at home or send them to a public charter or private school. These societal ideas permeate all of these atmospheres to an extent, and they can really damage our children's perceptions of themselves. They contribute to their confusion about how to make decisions, about what's ahead, and how to move forward. I'm going to talk about three of those problems in this episode, along with four steps we can take to counter those problems at home so that our family members understand who they are, how to measure success, and how to prepare for what's ahead in this unpredictable and pretty turbulent world. The first problem is how we reward a very narrow and specific type of intelligence at school because it's measurable. For example, I have a brother who is incredible at building and fixing things. His mind works in a way that mine really does not. He can look at a problem in the structure of anything, whether it be a building, an organization, or an economic system, and break it down into steps that will fix the issue. This sort of real-life knowledge was not rewarded in school, so he never considered himself to be very smart, and he still lacks confidence, even though his genius is so needed in our world and can help many, many people. Because we have to give out grades in school and measure performance, we focus on the type of intelligences that can be tested and measured. Often the outcome is that children don't see their unique talents because they are not in these testable areas. This keeps them from understanding who they are and having the motivation to rise to their potential because success seems unreachable and hopeless. Now for me, school assignments came pretty easily. I found that I could even skip classes and still do well on the tests, which brings me to the second problem. We lack vision about what an education is for. I thought that I went to school to get good grades so that I could go to college and get a good job, and I didn't really buy it. I saw too many successful people who hadn't finished school and too many people who had finished school and couldn't find jobs. Besides, all of that was so far away and life was right in front of me right now. I wanted to be living it and doing what I thought was important at this moment. I needed a bigger why than good grades to put my heart and effort into something now. The reason the bigger picture wasn't ever taught to me at school was because everything was broken down into subjects and then grades. Like I said, I stopped caring about grades in junior high, and I didn't have anything else to drive me to push myself. I skipped most of my classes and focused on building relationships with my friends, which seemed much more important than the things they were teaching at school. In my case, the extrinsic reward of a grade was distracting me and kept me from noticing the intrinsic reward. Extrinsic rewards will only take most of us so far. We have to fill and see the intrinsic value of an education if we want to persevere at it for very long. Many of our visionary kids stop trying because they need a bigger vision about what they're doing. They need to see that an education is the pursuit of happiness. Each time we discover two principles in our studies and then apply them to how we live, we grow in our mental and physical health, improve our relationships, increase our resources and impact, and we feel more joy. 
Back then, I had no idea. I wish I had known because I regret how much time I wasted. The third problem has to do with walls. My high school had a program called Unified. It was mostly for kids who weren't doing well in the traditional school setting. Skipping class often doesn't bode well for your grades after a while, no matter how good you are at test taking. So I wasn't doing great in school because of my lack of motivation. Some of my friends were applying to the Unified program, so I thought I'd try it out for my senior year. It changed my life. The Unified program took place all day on B-Day because it integrated different subjects. We spent a lot of time outdoors, hiking and learning about plants and bugs, and we did a lot of journaling and projects. This time outdoors and in self-reflection made me curious about a variety of things. Suddenly, I wasn't learning for a grade, but nature started a spark within me and it began to grow. I craved being in it more and more. I found myself seeking out the good and the beautiful because of the intrinsic joy it brought me, which had nothing to do with passing a test. Unfortunately, we have gotten so accustomed to teach in a way that will get our children to pass tests that we focus on feeding information into their brains and often neglect their hearts. Information that isn't grounded in the heart does not stay. We have all experienced this as we studied for a test and then forgot all we studied within a week. How many of us remember much of the information we learned in our first 12 years of schooling? It was like wind that stayed in our brains long enough to regurgitate it onto paper and then it flew away because there was nothing in the heart to root it and to connect it to our character and to our life. How much time and energy do we waste feeding our children information that isn't going to stick? It's not a complete waste of time because they do learn to push through things and work their brains, but there are much more meaningful and productive and interesting ways to exercise those character traits. It is too bad that much of our children's education happens within four walls and from dry textbooks. Walls do help them stay focused so they can pass a test, but walls do not develop their curiosity, imagination, or their love for people and for beauty. The outdoors has a way of touching a child's heart and making them curious and excited about learning. Wholesome stories, people, art, music do the same. But because we get so focused on facts because they're testable, we make textbooks full of facts that often lack meaning and story and connections. Facts are not warming their hearts and inviting them to choose who they want to be and in what ways they want to help in the problems around them. What can we do at home to overcome these societal problems and raise kids who are self-motivated to learn, who desire to make a difference in the world, and have the skills and the ability to do so? First, we start with our own hearts. We can take a few moments each day to learn from others who have studied and written about what an education is. Scriptures are the best sources. And I have also loved watching people like Booker T. Washington, Marlene Peterson, Charlotte Mason, Rachel and Oliver DeMille, Ari Drindlesbacher, Lara A. Sandifer, Lori Pickett, and many others rise up and say, we have a problem, we need to change. Their insights are powerful. Second, our environment will become an extension of our heart. This allows us to create a nurturing environment where our children feel our love and are surrounded by beauty and truth so that their hearts are inspired, curious, and they desire to find answers and to learn more. Again, scripture and nature, stories, art, logic puzzles, and music are all ways to add an environment that feeds our children's hearts. We can also limit distractions like video games, social media, and other figurative walls that we often put in their environment that block their natural growth. Third, we can look outward. When we start with our own hearts and let that love flow out into 
creating an environment that feeds the hearts of our children, naturally we all begin to love the people outside our home too. As we reach out to others, we will begin to notice more and more that there is suffering in the world and that we ought to do something about it. As we seek our part, our gifts will start to become more and more clear, and we will be led step by step on our unique path to helping in the problems we see. And last, as we look outward, we will find that we need community to help us grow and make an impact. In communities, we can share ideas, inspire each other, and combine our talents to work together to help in the problems around us that we see in people's lives, in their families, and throughout the world. Communities united in a common cause do so much good. They're so powerful. We can find communities of people with similar vision to ours, or we can create our own and invite others to join us. A community doesn't have to be huge even. It can even be as simple as a family united in a common cause. Our family has been blessed to be part of some incredible homeschool communities. I've learned so much from the inspiring people who run them and mentor in them. I'm convinced that they're some of the most visionary and impactful people in this world. These groups have given me and my kids the opportunity for peer discussions, group projects, and opportunities to serve in bigger ways with our combined efforts. I've also started several homeschooling groups for the purpose of finding principles in math, science, history, and the arts so that we can see more clearly, be better people, live better lives, and have the ability to help a lot more people. In the fall, I'll be starting a part-time school where families or youth come one to two days a week to challenge themselves, work as a team, and develop projects to raise resources like understanding, awareness, food, money, skills, or beauty to help in the problems they see around them. Maybe some of what we're doing will inspire ideas for you and what you can do in your community. And of course, you're always welcome to join ours. We will have a garden and self-sufficiency projects to help us understand principles of change, of healing, and of growth so we can contribute to the healing and change in our lives, homes, and in the world. We will have ropes course activities that help us learn to work as a team, how to overcome our fears and weaknesses, and learn to challenge ourselves out of our comfort zone so that we can reach our potential. We will learn to see value in every person and that each of us is worthy of love and respect because of our inherent worth. We will learn skills to communicate without contention, even when our opinions differ, and we will see how to come together in a common cause despite our different opinions. And we will work on projects that allow us to use our unique gifts to help with the problems around us. These will also give us the power to challenge the falsehoods that are being spread with the truth, which we will have the courage and ability to share. So please email me at karenettawarriereducation.com if you'd like to help me create this community or be a part of it in any way. I certainly can't do it alone. We're starting to meet to brainstorm this week. You can learn more about how this idea came about in episode six of this podcast and see where the plans are so far in the changing document that I will link in the show notes. And if you'd like any help with any of the four steps I talked about in this episode, you can check out the Warrior Journey program at awarriereducation.com or email me with your questions. I hope these thoughts and ideas sparked an idea or two about your next step in enlivening your heart, transforming your environment, or reaching out to others and strengthening your community. Make sure you write down any nudges that came to your mind so that you can remember to follow through. We'd also love to hear about them in our Facebook Heroes or MeWe Communities. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you there.